1: Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Kingtonia with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Pre-market pretty steady here following that failed bounce on Tuesday. Risk-on sentiment being driven by some incrementally positive headlines on Evergrande, COVID vaccines, therapeutics. Fed decision, of course, 2 p.m. Eastern time on this first day of autumn. Our roadmap begins with stocks seeking to claw back from a string of losses as contagion fears ease and as investors await tapering tea leaves from the Fed.
0: Plus, media is in focus this morning. Disney warns of headwinds, subscriber headwinds, for its streaming service. That was late yesterday. ViacomCBS launching a new streaming bundle. And Comcast CEO Brian Roberts promising new partnerships coming for Peacock.
1: And shares of FedEx sharply lower ahead of the open. The shipping giant lowering its outlook for the year amid a tight labor market and continued supply chain woes. So Evergrande says they are going to make this payment on uh, Thursday, Jim. Um, got copper up 3 percent. Is this the day to buy some of these materials? Uh, look,
2: I think that the, the uh, president, who is not president for life yet, we say he is, basically overreached here. And what happened is, is that he's decided to pay off domestic. That's going to end the contagion. Uh, now, overseas, there really isn't that much exposure to American companies. I don't know who's got You know, BlackRock has this little. But what they're doing is they're making good the people who... Um, the individuals who are owed money. Now, when I say making good, it's a communist regime. They can basically just say, listen, we're going to make it so that these people didn't lose money. And that is going to be very bullish. All right. That's going to make it so people say, wait a second, we get it. She will. will, He will bail out individuals. So this 29 percent of the of the economy could be game one again. What I warn is there are 80 million uh, vacant apartments. That's a lot of apartments, David. That's even more vacancies than there are in New York State real estate. How, give me that number again. How 8, many? Eighty-eight 8, zero. Yeah, 8, eighty 8. 8 million. Well, they got a lot of apartments there. Well, they got a lot of people too. Well, it's true. Yeah, one point two. But yeah. but uh, you, you got to start reading. There are certain people like I just I, I, I love Ignatius. i always his novels are good too. But he's talking about the mal disturbing Maoist turn, and uh, he's basically talking about. The things that that she has done that we don't even talk about. How about the crackdown on gays? I mean, do we even like? Do we have to sell them so much that we have to like let them do that? Is that Is that all right? In the name of selling what? Sneakers. Let them crack down on gays. You comfortable with that? No. I think it's outrageous. I think it's outrageous.
1: Uh, it is outrageous, but uh, but, um, but we got to sell suit. We got to sell sneakers. What, what, you can tell Apple to move their manufacturing elsewhere. I, I don't know what to do.
2: I don't know what to do. I think that what you do is you try to say to, to the government, "Listen, we have a bargain. We just wish that you would do uh, that. You would focus on running a, a great country and doing well, but that this needless attacks are no good. Common prosperity is one thing, but individual civil liberties is another." Uh, and I think that you have to at least try. I'm not saying they can succeed because it is a command economy. But I am saying that Xi has so overreached here that it's painful to read what he does and how we we do need sales in, in this. It's a great country to sell, but we cannot just idly let him go by and say these
0: things. Who's the we? Who's the we? Is it corporate America
2: or is it the U.S. government? Well, the U.S. government.
1: In cooperation with a bunch of other governments, right. I assume.
2: Well, right. I mean, you know, the Europe, what, 25% of their of their products go to China. You never hear the... When was the last time the Europeans talked about the crackdown? This is not a crackdown, David, about video games. This is a crackdown about behavior. No, it's a human rights issue. Well, I'm um, very uncomfortable with just letting them...
0: Okay. Uh, it doesn't mean it's going to mean a thing. I don't mean to be cynical, but... I think we So to, what? I think that even... That the media, just because we're in the media, doesn't mean we check our brains at the door. No, I understood. But what you're saying is not something that has yet happened, and so it's unclear to me what's going to change that.
2: I know, I know. I'm just saying that I just—it is very hard to read that attack on sissies and not say, you know what, I got to speak out on this. I have to speak out. I—not just because I have someone in my family who is gay. Uh, but because I just can't believe that this is happening and we all just say, hey, it's a crackdown on video games. But anyway, uh, he bailed out the he bailed out the people yep. who uh, had video, who, who owned uh, apartments that didn't come through. And I guess now it's OK. We just move on.
1: <laughs> so that's it. That's it. The global um, the global rebound continues. Commodities, materials, industrials. Oh, they've they've gone down
2: in. a well, lot. We still have the you know we have the ports issue. Right. It's very interesting that those who have been trying to get their ships all the way around to the East Coast, it's also a jam there. The supply chain issues are everywhere. Everywhere. Did you read the FedEx piece? I I did read parts of it. Did you think it was funny? Like I did? Funny as in risible? Funny 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 as 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 in in the hatred. The analyst was an open rebellion call. One of those. It was. It Um, was. How many times did they say, listen, but why do your margins stink and everybody else's margins are coming back? And did they have an answer? Did they have an answer? Did they have an answer? Nothing that I found even remotely sufficient. I mean, there's one guy at the end. I mean, every single person asks, but at the end, there's like Jack Lawrence Atkins from Stevens, and he goes, we haven't really come close since fiscal year 2016 uh, to making the margins that they've been saying. Uh, they, They start the call. We're talking about what it's here, like to. We're, deliver. Here we're looking
0: at, by the way, the COO discussing the labor shortages
2: and, and yeah, costs yeah. that have been going up. They're doing up in terms tomorrow's of the first a, quarter. Tomorrow's a Labor Day at FedEx. You can. No, they're trying to hire 80, ninety thousand people more. It starts with a nightmare about trying to ship something in Portland and how Portland doesn't work. Our Portland, Oregon hub is running with approximately sixty-five percent staffing, so they have to th- send things to other places to then get it to Portland. That's how they start their conference call. Hey, we don't know what we're doing. Let me tell you why we don't know what we're doing. We can't hire. But these, what, these is this a business? I, Jim, these what? problems are, are
0: all over. Yes, the United States economy, uh, the inability to hire and have the, uh, a complete labor force that you need to, have to deliver your product or do whatever it is. Uh, dealing with inflation. In all sorts of commodities that you are okay. using for whatever your end product is. It, I mean, you hear it every single conversation and then supply chain. I can't get
2: this. I can't okay, get that. Okay, I got to okay, wait on this. Okay, okay. It's really Carl, it's hard enough to do business. Carl, I, I point out that throughout the conference call, the analysts are saying there are many companies that have been able to expand their margins during this period. But okay. FedEx is not one of them. And why is that? Have they not no. raised price enough? What are they doing? Uh, that's what I said. I said they're, they're, they're just undercharging. They just they don't have the infrastructure to handle, so they've got to raise rate. They've got to raise how much? Now, in the meantime, so it cow- goes to make- back to the inflation side.
0: Maybe, of maybe it
1: shouldn't cost 20 bucks to send something overnight across the country. Maybe it should cost 40 bucks. It cost me $1,000 to get a suit from Italy
2: using FedEx. I thought that was high. So to get it shipped? Or just yeah, to buy well, the entire thing? I asked it to be sent. Uh-huh. If it's more than the suit... What is it? Did they There's send the suit. tailor with the suit? Yeah, in the box. What do yeah. you think is this? You know, Nissan? No. I mean, FedEx is in Europe and it's still not working. How many years have we heard about Fed not working? But the main thing is, is that they're saying other guys have passed on costs. Why doesn't FedEx? And the answer is, well, FedEx is trying to keep prices down so you don't spend $1,000 on a suit. I don't know. I just wonder today when we listen to Powell,
0: is he going to start to give a little more voice to some of these? Uh, no, he's going to be big. Every conversation no, he's I have, be so- whether it's small business or big business, Jim, and you must have it too. And Carl, is, is uh, my costs are going up. I can't find enough people. I'm dealing with supply chain issues. Yes. Are you raising a price? Yeah, I'm probably raising price. I mean, is, is that on, really? On the other hand, towards? if
1: you get some solutions to the pandemic that Gottlieb was just talking about. Right. A lot of these things melt away. Maybe not all of them, but some. but why is Portland 65% staff?
2: I mean, don't you think that's COVID? It isn't just like people just said, hey, you know, I don't feel like working. Maybe after you get, maybe we're now seeing the reverberation of the of unemployment benefits being cut down, that's probably going to help, right? We need people. It's just endless. cannot I mean, create talked to a guy the,
0: the pool the other day. He runs sushi restaurants. It's like, I can't get tuna from Indonesia. Like, nobody, it, he's like, there's seven different steps How about that have three to go. Nobody can, nobody's working.
1: It's Home Depot, some of those uh, big retailers are securing their own cargo ships so they Why don't not? have to go into long Why reach? doesn't
2: FedEx have more 767s and 777s? You know what, one of the problems that we don't talk about is there used to be a lot of cross-border Planes, but no one's no planes are going anywhere, so they can't put the cargo. The cargo's in on a ship. You know, the more expensive stuff is being sent. Used to be spent by, you know, when you have a plane going from Shanghai to San Francisco. Right. That doesn't. They don't. Those flights aren't really meanwhile, happening. Meanwhile, you're trying to get a you try and get a container.
0: You're paying multiples of what you paid. Ten Ten x
1: in a year. So, so
2: spend less. Well it all kind
1: of ties home,
2: don't go out.
1: It what? ties back to what Jamie Dimon uh, told one of our affiliates uh, internationally about what would happen if inflation truly did surprise in into the next year and what Jay Powell may have to do about that. Take a listen. They're indicating, you know, that sometime in November, give or take a month or two, they'll tell the world that they're gonna stop tapering. I don't know if they're gonna describe exactly how they're gonna do it. The taper itself will take the way the timeout will take a year or something like that. And, you know, that, that'll all be fine if we have decent growth. I think decent growth is far more important than anything, that we keep on growing. And that is the anecdote for all ills. That's not the soundbite I was looking for. What he did like say that was job. that um, it's possible uh, that uh, the Fed could be pushed into a sharp move next year. Uh, if inflation gets too high. Not saying that's going to happen, right. but it's possible.
2: If Dr. Gottlieb is right, it won't happen. I believe that a lot of what's going on is that people aren't going to work. We also need to have. Why aren't people going to work? Well, women aren't in the way. Of because they've had. To, wait, this is Kids uh, are of Secretary Armando saying that. No, no, I'm saying give it a little chance here. You know, give it. A, a, here, call me. Yes, Mr. Powell. First, I want to know why you yes, allowed you know. a lot of rene- renegade trading, where guys made a lot of money based on what you were about to say. So you don't. Mean, there'll be any questions about no, this? Let me finish. This is a two-part question, okay. Mr. 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 Powell. Okay, And, Jim, and secondly, sec- uh, secondly, uh, why have you let rampant inflation continue when you probably even yourself? Have you been to the movies? Have you been to the supermarket? How much is milk? How much is oatly? Yeah. And then third, we have toast on. We did toast came public today, and uh, they're 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 tele- talking about restaurant prices going up. So, Mr. Pal, you're a disaster. <laughs> there. You want that? I just did it. You know, I once did that to Jerry Brown when he was governor. Well, I was surprised. I said, Why are you trying to put a man on the moon when you're the governor of California? That was his first time around in the 70s. Yeah. When yes. you're a government, why are you putting a man on the moon? And he goes, That's the most stupid question I've ever heard. And, I, and then people started talking to me as that, wow, Kramer's a tough guy.
1: <laughs> um, back to the Evergrande saga this morning. Uh, Eunice Eunice in Beijing, can give us an update on what the developments are this morning. Hi, Eunice.
3: Hey, Carl. Well, Evergrande's flagship property business said that it will be able to make a $36 million interest payment on a local yuan bond, which is due on Thursday. Uh, The company, uh, Hungda, said that it was able to resolve the issue through private negotiations, but it didn't specify exactly how that's going to be paid or when. Um, It's also still unclear what that all means for dollar bond interest payments, which are also due on Thursday, or the potential Impact for a broader restructuring. Even so, the development was able to lift sentiment, as you can imagine, in the Chinese stock markets, which reopened after a two day break. Property stocks rallied. The banking stocks didn't do so well, especially those that have a lot of exposure to Evergrande. In fact, um, Evergrande still owes about $850 million in coupon payments this year alone. China's central bank injected about $14 billion into the banking system. It also left unchanged a key lending rate for September, though there's been a lot of talk um, now that because of all these problems that we're seeing in the property sector, that the central bank uh, could move ahead with a rate cut as early as next month. And we are seeing more signs of stress in the housing market. There are now eight Chinese cities that have Um, told developers not to cut um, and offered steep discounts on new apartments in order to try to raise cash. So you could see that there's a a concern on the part of local authorities that if they do see more housing price declines, then that could hurt the value for a lot of households um, and current homeowners in their real estate markets. Carl?
1: Uh, Certainly something uh, that the government does not want to see happen, Eunice. Uh, Thank you, Eunice Yoon. We'll take a break here. Lots to get to corporate-wise, including Adobe, uh, Disney News, Facebook, uh, Stitch Fix. Got some calls on Netflix and SoFi. And, of course, we'll keep our eye on two big IPOs today, Toast and Freshworks, as futures are positive. We're back in a moment.
4: The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX. The ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
5: Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt. Or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right?
0: A few moments ago, Comcast chairman and CEO Brian Roberts making comments on the streaming business at the Goldman Sachs Communicopia Conference, which is virtual, saying that they are looking at, that is Comcast, new partnerships outside of the U.S. for Peacock. Of course, Peacock is the company streaming service. Roberts also saying that when it comes to streaming overall as a potential threat to the good old-fashioned broadcast business, well, he says the Internet is kind of more of a friend than a foe. All right, if you say so. Comcast still hasn't recovered from that significant drop it took last week when CFO Michael Kavanaugh uh, gave people concerns about uh, subscriber additions, essentially, in broadband, which is really the, the business here. Um, and uh, what it was down over seven percent the I day remember. came back a bit, but not uh, not a much. It was uh, even over though, sixty dollars stock. Even though you you pointed out that this happened last year this time. It, no, it happened in, in two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. Four years ago, almost you know, identical. How's the stock done
2: since two thousand seventeen? I mean
0: Strauss said the same thing Kavanaugh did at a same, at the same conference.
2: But I we own uh, we're for Comcast, but yes, you do. This is not an. You're problem. bought and paid for, man. You are owned. Comcast. That hurts. It does? I spent a lifetime not being owned. Now I'm owned by toast behind me. You know, I do these videos for the street, and Citadel, the name Citadel's behind me. I sent an email to Citadel today trying to get them to say that I am not an employee of Citadel. Now, David, listen to me. All I am doing is saying that Comcast did come back as a stock after they had this 2017 hiccup. Oh, yes, without a doubt.
0: Uh, And there really were not a lot of comments from Mr. Roberts in terms of trying to at least sort of say, wait a second, things got taken out of context. or. Oh, you wanted him to clarify. It didn't really happen. He talked, you know, it was with uh, John Waldron conducting the interview. He's the number two at Goldman Sachs. He's trying I don't know, man. He's busy with his day job, but then he tries to, like, be us. Did you see you know? who they've
2: been interviewing? See he does Steve, interviews all and the and time. It's Steve Buscemi the other day. Yeah, he's interviewing and everybody. I mean, then he, Goldman's become kind of like the Ed Sullivan show, or maybe so you know, an older have a job to do.
0: Like, you know, we, we stop getting on our territory. All right.
2: I think um, he should stop. Can you know. we talk? Will Frost's father, yes, at this point, would have been David Frost. He would have been. He would have been in charge of M and he would be like right. saying, "Well, I'm
0: in. You know. Yeah, exactly. I'm
2: not going in trying to run Goldman right. Sachs. I have the um, I have the Queen of England. I'm interviewing
0: real quickly on yeah. this topic of streaming. Disney did get hit yesterday after Chapek had comments at the same right. conference late yesterday, yeah. talking about let's call it headwinds. I mean, uh, uh, Disney's uh, Disney Plus has of course exceeded every subscriber metric that anybody had more or less anybody had imagined for it some time back. But it's getting tougher, is at least what he said, in terms of you know continuing to add at the same level. So he said in Q4, I think what you can expect to see is our global paid subs will increase low single digit, uh, millions of subscribers versus Q3. But the core market sub growth, he did say, um, will continue both domestically internationally yes, and internationally in For
2: But some headwinds. Look, I think he gave the shorts, he gave the bears something to chew on. Absolutely. I end up thinking that they will get indigestion. Uh, we've seen this many times before. Uh, the toughest line was right at the end when he was asked about uh, dividend buyback. And he used the term sort of in the distant future. We'll get that. I would not have said that. I would have said it's up. It will would, would be on the table uh, in a matter of time. I wouldn't have used the sort of in the distant the future. future. That was that was kind of like um, the line sometimes when you go in the old days, and it was like you might be on in the distant future. That I wouldn't, right. you, I wouldn't have said. I wouldn't have said. Magic. I would have talked would have about seen. how the cruise yeah. ships are going. Yanks are back a little bit. Yeah, the yeah. numbers were good. But no, we focused on this, sort of the the distant future.
1: Hmm. May the time not be distant, David. That's
0: not. Let's let's hope not. No.
4: There we go.
1: We'll get Kramer's mad dash and countdown to the opening bell. Uh, lots to get to still. Take a look at the futures as we try once again to hold a bounce uh, on this uh, bit of a sigh of relief on China. We're back in a moment.
4: Every day. futures reacting to
1: some reassuring headlines on China's Evergrande. Of course, the Fed decision 2 p.m. today, press conference at 2.30. You got materials, coppers higher. VIX is down for a second day, uh, now below 23. The opening bell in about six minutes.
0: All right, we got a mad dash. Uh, I don't know if people heard me mention Adobe. We'll get to that, but yeah. you're going
2: to do General Mills now. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of Jeff Hemmering. Jeff Harmaning has done a lot. Jeff Harmoning has made this company into a pet food company. That is a growth area, okay? But, David, he, he, you're going to see the stock jump today. Why? Because he's talking about organic net sales up 2%. Yeah. Do you know, literally, on September 8th, he was saying that organic net sales could be down the high, better at the upper range of down one to three. So, in other words, we, it's September 22nd, first day of fall, by the way. Uh, on September 8th, he said that things would be down. And now he says that things are up. You want to be able to manufacture an upside surprise? That is the way I can make. This is, this is Cheerios. Yes, it is. So I just think that when you guide up after guiding a, less than a month ago and you fool, what's a little bit of? kind of painting the tape to something right now.
0: So you're not a believer in buying on this rally? I happen
2: to like pet food. I didn't think the stock should have gone down when he pre-announced not that long ago. But I just say, did things get much better between September 8th, September 23rd, 22nd? No. But that... um, People are buying it because he emphasized, once again, that it's the pet food side that's very good. Yeah, uh, sales
1: I, up on 20, I 20%, think, on pet, yeah.
2: I think General Mills should never have been down after he said what he said, because uh, on September 8th, I think it's a great com- If you want to know which of the food companies has a legitimate chance of rallying and keeping it, it's not Kellogg. I'd like to think it's Campbell's Soup. Not yet. Uh, it's General Mills because, because they've moved aggressively into pet, which is the biggest growth area as people just, uh, people discovered you know, bought a lot of pets during and saved a lot of pets during COVID and they didn't toss them once COVID ended. I'm trying to get two goats. Okay, Uh, to eat uh, what? They eat a lot of grass. Eat the hair on your legs too, be very careful. Okay, I will. But I'm saying that I'm rescuing, I'm gonna rescue some goats. Rescue goats. You're gonna rescue rescue the goats. I am gonna rescue goats.
0: What are you gonna do with them? Rescue them. No, where are they gonna live? I don't know, I'll put yeah, but, them on the farm. I got lot of I bought them on the farm.
2: I bought with Bitcoin. Sounds nice. How about some cows? Cows each out of the house and home, but I used to have a couple of longhorns, and you would toss the hay, and it would land on their, you know, their horns. Yes. Oh man, that like a kind of a you know one of those song and dance routines the cows could do. David, you are toast.
1: Speaking of. CNBC real-time exchange at the big board. It is restaurant payments company Toast celebrating its IPO today. We'll talk to the CEO of Chris Comparado in the next hour at the NASDAQ celebrating its IPO Freshworks. Uh, we'll talk with the CEO of the India-based software-as-a-service company on TechCheck today. Both of them, well, Toast prices at 40, uh, well above the earlier ranges. Yeah. And FreshWorks at
2: 36. Well, you know, it's interesting. Toast does have very good growth, 125%. I thought this is. I want to ask you about the the 235 million dollars that they just lost in the last six months. So you know what? If you do, David, if you keep selling, right? It's about it doesn't growth. matter with you lose money. Not can in I the early just say stages, uh, it's about growth?
0: As long as you can fund that growth, that's all it's about. Right. Reaching, trying to increase your. Uh, Right. You know, in, increase the scale of your business and your total addressable market, of course, which is always going to be
2: enormous, no matter what business you're in, because okay. that's what the CEOs always tell I don't was. want to throw cold water on all the nice people around me, mm. but uh, this is in my wheelhouse as a restaurateur. Yes. And you, um, we're not growing in restaurants, okay, because the costs are too great. You might want to ask Jay Powell about that. This total addressable market that they have... It, they are using an idea that there's just going to be an ever-expanding number of restaurants. That's wrong. Second, you can what what we call football these guys. You can go to Toast and you can say, "Listen, I'm going to go to um, Lightspeed. You know, Lightspeed. They you know, do that." Or, "Well, I'm going to go to Square. I'm going to I'm going to go to Clover. I'm going to go." Mm-hmm. You can make these guys. You can make these guys play ball. This is not a good business. Whoa. Well,
1: they've gone from um, what. Um Nineteen thousand locations a couple of years ago to forty-eight thousand locations.
2: Well, they have to make money, and I don't know how they can when the restaurants are so well, if so Well, you, if, if your value
0: proposition is that we're going to actually allow you to be more efficient and therefore save money, why isn't that something? Because that we'll the people open a don't door?
2: have because people don't have enough money to be able to continue. <laughs> a lot of restaurants. Are, yes, they can they can save in the future, but right now they can't do the upfront. So they're not ready to make the investment that right. will allow them right. to save. This to them is so, so you're you're not a buyer here. This, no, but no, I'm not a buyer of this, of this, this. particular. No, I'm name. not a buyer of this because I have seen what you can do when you decide to pair these. When you when you literally say, hey, listen, I'm getting I'm. it's costing me exit the other guy. Got it. The only guy that has been really good is DoorDash at this. DoorDash, of course, is delivery, but they—they they own everybody. They went and bought everybody that didn't buy wasn't bought by Uber Eats.
1: We, we talked about Dash yesterday. You know what else we talked about yesterday? Otis, which That's, is uh, the second biggest gainer on the S and P right now, up four percent. What
2: David tried to get me to say something negative about Otis, but
1: I said, right, well, mean, Marks. "I asked
2: you the question as to whether the
0: company might not be." Well positioned, given the decline in the property market in China and well, overall development, I they're going to try to keep that property market. That's a pretty reasonable they're question. They're to try to, to keep that
2: property market in, in uh, the balls in the air, uh, but I don't know what they're going to do about Farn. Uh, the guys who own the Farn bonds, I think that's going to be a bit of a disaster. Um, but the but, stock
0: had come down in a, you know, and and a bit of a rebound this morning, as we said. I need you to meet
2: Judy Marks. Okay. during the height of the pandemic, Judy Marks, when you're not even supposed to when everyone's zooming. And by the way, we haven't even talked about Zoom. Yes. Judy Marks is in front of people saying, listen, we will service. We will do this. We'll do that. Her her organic growth is extraordinary. And uh, I think she's done a fantastic job. Okay.
0: Um, you want to talk about Adobe at all? You had Sean New on the show last night. Uh, The stock is down about three percent. Obviously, they've had great growth. Right. Right.
2: But tell me what your thoughts are on the quarter. Okay, so a lot of people are saying that the moment that Shantanu Narayan mentioned seasonality, well, wait a second, we're we're buying growth stocks. We're not going to buy something that has seasonality. So that was one of those moments where people said, whoops, got to sell Adobe. Now, this has happened so many times. That I can Not not like Comcast in 2017, but like every year. Right. And what you've had to do is you've had to buy the stock between now and their max event, which is October 26th to 28th. It's been a great trade. This company is doing so well. The margins continue to be good. There's only one analyst that was negative, and that's BMO. Everybody else raised their price target. I think the Creative Cloud uh, is not a shortfall. The digital experience is fantastic. Buy Adobe into this week, just not today. Because these sellers are going to try to make themselves look good because what the brokers do, you know, they try to get the VWAT. They get the worst. Yes. They close it at the low and say, hey, listen, I bought it. I sold it for you down 27 and finished down 32. Right. So buy it tomorrow morning. But Shantan and Ryan put up an amazing quarter. And anyone who thinks that they didn't is simply someone who does not understand the power and the juggernaut that is Adobe.
1: It is a six-week low here uh, on that chart. Uh, so you're saying it, the other thing we heard this morning was that it's not the typical Adobe blowout, which we've heard a lot about the last couple uh, of You friends.
2: know what? Three or four times I've seen the not typical Adobe blowout. And then I look at the stock a month later and I realize, wow, you know, they picked up a new client. You know, the number, the client list, by the way, was pretty much everybody. Walmart, Facebook, they pick up, they do some business with Nike, the report a suit. A lot of just great customers. Yes, and I like Shopify. They're really good with the back-end fulfillment for the smaller. But these guys do it for the bigger. And Shantanu is bankable. Uh, I have to tell you, his last appearance on Tech Check and this appear- that's pretty good.
1: Well, you had him last night. Here's what uh, Narayan told Jim on Mad Money. We feel really good about the quarter. We feel really good about the year. But I think more important, we feel even better about the future. I think people really appreciate that we're helping them not just with the technology, but with the people and the processes. And so we will continue to do that in terms of both the innovation that we deliver.
2: I think that there's two things going on here. Uh, one of the things is Salesforce. I had Mark Benioff on last night. He is creating a whole generation. He's talking about six million maybe 9 million people, who are learning how to code and do things in Salesforce. And if you look at a young person's resume, it says fluent in Salesforce. The second thing is is, is that Shantanu is going as far as the uh, middle schools, even elementary schools, giving them their product. And these people are now working at companies and saying, why don't we do it this way, David? They are proselytizers for Adobe, whether it be PDFs, OK, whether it be document, the Adobe document, we don't talk about that enough because it's uh, I think in many ways it's different from DocuSign, but more, more thorough. David, I think Adobe, once again, there, there's always a line that people don't like. That's because he doesn't play ball like that. That's not the way he plays. It. He's he's honest, he's tough, he's rigorous and he's a winner. Well, as we pointed out, if you take a look at a five year chart,
0: it sort of answers the question right. uh, in terms of. What yeah, I rest my case. Be. Long-term in this name.
2: Are you going to give um, us anything, JetBlue?
0: No, I was going to actually follow on our breaking story from yesterday first. Um, on DraftKings? Yeah, I would look forward to you giving us something, perhaps mm-hmm. on JetBlue and regulatory action there in terms of their alliance, potential with uh, was with, with American, right? But um, Entain shares were up again uh, this morning, uh, about uh, almost 24 hours exactly since we told you, of course, of the. Um, Offer from DraftKings to acquire Entain, the large UK-based. They do have some brick-and-mortar betting parlors as well, but it's all about online these days. You can see DraftKings shares. That's the key here. What are they going to continue to do as they try to negotiate with Entain? The uh, bid is 2,800p right now, Uh, 630p of that is uh, in um, cash. The remainder, of course, is in stock, very similar to what we told you yesterday. There had been a 2,500p bid made that was rejected, Overall, that you're talking about a huge premium to where the stock was, and more than double what MGM offered to buy the company for less than a year ago. Um, and, you know, we'll see where it stands. But as I tried to explain in my reporting yesterday, you know, there had been some thought, well, would MGM come back here? No, right. that, that's not what's going to happen. MGM is very much focused on their partnership with Entain here in the United States called BetMGM. And they, as I said yesterday uh, in one of my final reports on this uh, later in the day, they want to be in a position to potentially take control there, Mm -hmm. uh, both economically and uh, from a governance perspective. Uh, And that's what they're salivating over, the opportunity to do that. They have consent rights, they say, in in terms of really being being able to block any potential buyer of Entain. But they'll negotiate with DraftKings. That's what they want. DraftKings, by the way, could be faced with an antitrust issue if they were to actually keep things as they are. So it may be in their interest to sizably reduce their economics and their control. The question is how much it's going to cost everybody. Uh, MGM, how much will it cost them to buy, uh, you know, what they don't own of that partnership. But that's the key in one way here. And then, obviously, you got DraftKings having to negotiate with Entain, see if they can get to the finish line there in terms of a, a deal that Entain will accept. And keep an eye on that DraftKings currency, because that's important. you got to make
2: sure it bottoms. Well, I'm sure there are people here who are saying, well, why isn't DraftKings talking? Well, obviously, it's the way it works in Europe, you've told me, is it's Entain that has to do the talking at
0: yeah, this point. Yeah, and also shareholders can eventually do the talking. Right. DraftKings has to bring a formal official offer by the 19th. Right. Right. Uh, of October, if, and if they do that, then it goes to shareholders. It's different under the. But there is UK great cash flow. has great cash flow. Yeah, as opposed to DraftKings, which obviously is in huge growth mode, but not making any and real money. And I think that's really important.
2: Like not unlike Toast, which I'm not saying Toast is Toast. Okay, right. that's for tonight on Mad Money. Got it. But I do think that what DraftKings is doing is cost of acquisition yep. is high. Yeah. But they are trying to dominate. It's very hard to go up against Casino, by the way, because Casino has natural infrastructure. Right. But I think this, I think this acquisition would make sense for them because suddenly we would say, wow, the cash flow is a little better. One
0: key here in the whole partnership is the technology that underlies the BetMGM partnership yes. and how you would go about, would you allow DraftKings to continue to use that technology even though they no longer were a key part of the partnership itself. So there's a lot of negotiating left to be done here. Because um, you can't really split that tech, but you could conceivably allow them both to use it. Um, but that's an important part of this, too. Boy, it's, it's, it's just underlying
2: technology that allows you to do everything you need to do. It's happening right now when gambling is obviously very, very hot because of football. Uh I look. I think it would be great for Trafficking if the deal's done at a, obviously at a reasonable price. But yeah. it would, well, we're it would talking change over twenty-two bills. So I what's well, a lot of money? But it's it would change. Yeah. You know, you, you go from losing a lot of money and getting customers to losing less money and getting a lot of customers. Right. right? That's a good deal. Yeah. Um, but you did break that story, and that was very impressive, by the way. Because when I tried to source this thing, it was like, "Are you kidding me?" That Faber has that story. It's like great. Thank you. Amen. He's my partner. Every so talk to Faber. I got every, guys tell me talk to Faber. Every so
0: often, I'm still don't capable stop of. it with of the self-loathing. No, I'm not stopping. Come on, God. don't do it too often. Speaking of deals, Zoom five nine. I'm all over it. You are. Yeah. I am. Um, you know, a lot of people are not really paying that. Or don't care that much about this this story in the journal about the government review from a national security perspective. By the way, HR McMaster's on that board. Um, some people are like, "Come on," but it, the real question still is Zoom stock price. Jim, and yeah,
2: know. That's when important. that's going to
0: bottom, and what they're going to do to be able to top off the offer so that they
2: actually got a favorable shareholder vote from five nine, but which don't right you think- now they're not going to get. Now, look, my stepson works for Zoom, so I got to say that up front. Uh, but I do think that uh, that Zoom's given you the right to not use the Chinese servers if you don't want it. So I thought that this, I thought well, this was an overreach. And the FCC comment seems pretty lame to me.
0: Yeah, I I did not hear a lot of concern in the marketplace about that. It's much more the focus on, will, will Zoom raise the offer? Absolutely. And will they do it through cash? And when will they do it? And, and will it be enough to get Five Nights shareholders to vote in favor? And everybody and just suddenly right the decided they don't the like Zoom. 30th of
2: September. They decided they don't like Zoom. 8. speaking of secure, WebEx is secure. Their servers are here. But Cisco stock can't make any headway even after it had a very good analyst day. This is a kind of a grim moment. We all kind of want things to go up, but
1: we don't have enough to buy. It's good. We do want to – we should get uh, Facebook on the tape here. Uh, that's a two-month low now at uh, 347. A couple different reports. One is um, – uh, Axios talking about potential more ad boycotts coming off of the heels of that journal series. And then AdAge with the piece uh, on inventory shortages affecting the ad market. Toymakers, wow. why would you advertise going into the holiday if you got not that much to sell?
2: Well, look, uh, Benioff yesterday on Mad Money took a shot at him basically just saying, listen, this is a corrupt enterprise. And uh, you may think it's not hurting their n- numbers now. I don't know if we have it. We, have we actually there.
1: do. This is a remarkable oh, man. Who's, mark, who's been consistently critical of the company. But here's what he told Jim.
6: I believe in redemption. I believe in pardoning. I hope that one day they'll make the change. But today, wow, it's just unacceptable to see these, this kind of behavior in such a large and important company like that. Do you look at what's going on in the pandemic and just the amount of information that's just ro- plain wrong. That's on there. It's just you know, this is this is this has to stop.
2: Yeah, this is when the, when Mark Zuckerberg has to actually come on CBC and talk. He does. He has to say, it's listen, not I, how,
3: it's what? not going to happen.
2: That's not going to happen. Well, how do you know it's not going to happen?
0: Because I because I've been doing this a really long time, and I typically know how people respond to
2: these things. And my expectation is that he will not do that. But do you think that someone that Mark Zuckerberg can sit here and listen to this man say? That one of the biggest problems with COVID is Facebook, and it's going to hurt Thursday. Maybe he'll go on Good Morning America or the Today Show, but he's not coming on with us. What? I disagree with you. Okay. I'll be right. I I think he's I'm to come with up. David. Yeah, a, I'll really? be right. The big Thursday meeting that he has with the staff, you're with David too. How about we invite him right here, right now? Uh, you can him you want. He's
1: not seconded. Yeah.
0: What? He's busy with that American
2: flag on that on that board yes <laughs> i think he well, Let's put it this way if i were him i would come on because mark benioff has a lot of power and he basically called it a corrupt enterprise and i would not want the company i created to be called a corrupt mark enterprise is not
0: mince words uh, no he doesn't that is
2: amazing and his birthday is this weekend
0: happy birthday
2: to him as well Good. that'll be the nicest thing that he um, thinks you've ever said it's now below he wants a, to know the antipathy is, that you it, have for him
0: fate, still that is completely untrue. He and I are in a very good place, Mr. Benioff. And okay. We have a night. We exchange texts, and uh, it's all is, good.
2: Okay, so is his birthday the 24th,
0: the I 25th, don't know, or the 26th? I don't but I know that he's, he's, uh, he's 25th. And what is the 25th? Uh, it's the 25th. What is the 25th? What do you mean, what is the 25th? I'm doing it in the form of a question. Oh, audition. sorry.
1: Oh, Oh, man. Dow's up 200. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Morning, Bob. Hello, Carl. Uh, Quite a crowd out there. Toast
6: IPO, very boisterous, a lot of fun talking to those people earlier today. We'll get to that in a minute here. But 6 to 1, advancing to declining stocks. The high print was just about at the open. This happened uh, in the last few days recently, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Cyclicals doing better. China rebounding. You heard uh, from Eunice uh, Evergrande uh, talking about making a bond payment that was rather critical. So that's up. Energy, retail, tech, cyclical sectors doing a little bit better. Healthcare, some of the more defensive sectors lagging a little bit. Uh, We're playing the usual rally for the FOMC meeting, but as Art Cashin has pointed out, these rallies going into the FOMC, meeting, which used to be so reliable, haven't been so reliable recently, but traders are trying to uh, play that. We're, of course, waiting for the FOMC, some guidance uh, on the tapering before the end of the year. Uh, and what is the standard? Is kind of what the question is. Uh, is it going to be non-farm payrolls trending upward? We need a little more guidance on on what it's going to take to get to tapering here. And of course, we don't know anything about the debt ceiling, whether or not that's a factor in their deliberations at all. Of course, we'll be waiting on that. Meantime, while we're waiting for the Fed, there's been an awful lot of technical damage. The market is just a mess. I think there's only four up days so far uh, this year, not counting uh, this month, not counting today, 30 percent of the uh, NYSE uh, is uh, only 30 percent above the 50 day moving average and 48 percent. Only 48 percent are above the 200-day moving average. That's a very bad number. That's the lowest since October 2020. Those are long-term numbers when you're talking about the 200-day moving average. So we got a, a lot of momentum that's been lost recently. We got, we're starting to get some earnings in the early reporters. And the guys were talking about FedEx. But just let me show you here, 20, uh, the 200-day moving average is 41.12 for the S&P 500. That would be roughly a 10 percent correction. Here. And so we're, you know, 6% away from that right now. Uh, and you see we violated the 50-day moving average. That's that purple line. The gray line is the 200-day moving average. Meantime, I was mentioning FedEx. The guy's been talking about FedEx. I think the key takeaway is very, very simple. Labor shortages are going to persist into potentially 2022. That's not a company-specific problem. That now seems to be a real problem. Uh, 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 problem with the entire country at this point, uh, and FedEx seems to be uh, the leading indicator for that one in particular. Meantime, I mentioned Toast. Boy, quite a boisterous, fun crowd to talk to this morning. I was uh, talking to some of the people there today. They did price above the range. We'll keep an eye uh, on that, but 21.7 million shares at 40. Look at the price talk, 34 to 36. So again, another digital payment processing service, but again, software, essentially. Software continues to do really well. Same over at the NASDAQ. We're waiting for Freshworks today. This is a big enterprise software Company, $36. The price talk, $32 to $34. So this is a billion-dollar offering uh, the Freshworks has. We'll keep an eye on that. That's at NASDAQ. Didn't work quite as well with AKA Brands. Again, this is not technology. This is not software. Uh, this is millennial Gen Z online fashion brands, 10 million shares at 11. The price talk was 11 to 13, but actually the real price talk was 17 to 19 a few days ago. They lowered it to 11 to 13. And of course, uh, they have a lot of, you know, smaller popular brands uh, with Gen X, but uh, Stitch Fix and some of their competitors haven't done as well recently. Although, Carl, if you take a look, though, at the IPO ETF itself, trend's been up recently. That's a good sign. Recent IPOs, doing a little bit better. Carl, back
1: to you. All right, Bob. Thanks. Bob Pasani. As we go to break, uh, bond report, of course, take a look at how treasuries are faring ahead of this afternoon's Fed decision and press conference. We've been watching yields pretty closely this week, given all the events in China. Dow's up 189 in the 10 years, just south of 133. got multiple baskets of strengths today. Financials not doing too bad, materials, some travel names doing okay, but it's mostly about energy at the top. Uh, Devon, Occidental, uh, there's Freeport Marathon Diamondback all leading the S&P, which is up 20 points on this uh, Wednesday morning. Don't go anywhere. Let's get to gym and stop trading. If you want
2: to continue to play this oil rally, you do it with Conoco's good, but Devin. Now, Devin's real yield is much higher than what it looks like when you hit it up. They're going to offer, going to offer a variable yield. This is Rick Moncrief. He's been on the show. He's fabulous. That's the most undervalued stock in the patch. Okay, so play it with Devon. They're good. Great balance sheet, too, by the way. Very nice. Um, tonight, I have the Mr. Metaverse. I've got Unity. Rick, <laughs> Now I've got to tell you, I think Unity. You know, I'm a big believer in the in the Metaverse, David. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then Standard yes. Lithium is that you know, you, you know, Rick, Robert, you need lithium for batteries, and that's a big repository of, of uh, lithium in Arkansas. Hiring a lot of people in Arkansas, but Unity is so exciting. I really think you know they got a freemium model, and one day we're all going to live in a Unity. Universe. I thought it was Facebook's metaverse we were going to live in. No, not in it. Benioff just told us that doesn't no good. That, but Zuckerberg will be here and he will defend himself. Or, and I,
1: or we'll go out there. I, I, just was talking to them a moment ago.
2: Yes, yeah. we'll go out there. Yeah. Digitalks, well, we'll take it offline. But we are going to go. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm going to get on. Let's go on a plane tonight. I'm, I'm, qua- I'm quadruple vaccinated and even I got Gottlieb approval.
0: Yeah, we can go, but do not mean a doesn't.
1: We're to going. This. <laughs> it's a date if we can get a flight, which is increasingly difficult to do. As, well, I flew uh,
2: out to California point my arms. Tired. Yeah. We're going to get there. But I'll...
1: We'll see you tonight, Jim. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street.
5: What's on the horizon for financial markets? At P-Jim, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals.